Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Ross McElroy, the COO and Chief Geologist for Fission 3.0, a uranium project generator and property bank. Mr. McElroy, welcome to the show. Good morning, Maurice. Glad to have you on the program. We brought you on today to discuss Fission 3.0's latest press release focused on the Cree Bay property in the Athabasca. But before we begin, Mr. McElroy, Please introduce us to Fission 3.0 and the opportunity you present to the market. Sure. Well, Fission 3.0 is essentially a grassroots uranium explorer, and we're focused primarily in Canada's Athabasca Basin, which uh, people probably recognize as home of the world's highest-grade uranium deposits, and many consider to be the best jurisdiction in the world for mineral investment. So... Um, we also consider Vision 3 as a project generator, so an, ex an explorer and a project generator. We have 18 projects located in strategic uh, uranium districts. Um, you know, essentially our model is uh, as a project generator. We use our brains and other people's money to, um, to uh, deliver, you know, positive uh, results. And if I may interject, we just completed an exclusive interview with Rick Rule of Sprott USA, and we encourage everyone to take a listen to that discussion. But in that interview, Mr. Rule referenced the deep value discounts Sprott USA sees both in uranium and project generators, of which Fission 3.0 merits both of those value propositions as one company. Yeah, and we certainly uh, agree with, with uh, Rick Rule's comments. He's been a great uh, supporter and a bull uranium uh, person um, and you know I, I think you know his thesis makes a lot of sense and it's why we're dedicated to doing what we do. Ross take us to the northeast portion of the Athabasca Basin to the Cree Bay property which is only one of 18 projects in the Fission 3.0 property bank and uh, I, what I want to find out here is your team just started a drill program there Within the Cree Bay property, where are your target areas? Well, our target on Cree Bay, it's along a, a major structural zone called the Virgin River Shear Zone. This is a, a big feature, a big geologic feature that cuts right across the Athabasca Basin from north to south. Um, Athabasca-style uranium deposits are often associated with these major features, such as the Virgin River Shear Zone. And in fact, along that shear zone, we, there's the path-producing Nisto mine, which delivered high-grade uranium. And that uh, old mine is located just seven kilometers along strike to the north of the Cree Bay project. So we do know that this is a, a known um, feature that does, you know, produce a stop for high-grade uranium. And Cree Bay is situated right, uh, battled right across the Virgin River shear zone. So... Now, based on your research and analysis, why did you select these three targets? Sure. Well, being uh, at or near the major uh, Virgin River shear zone, I think is probably the, the most important thing, and that's uh, these targets are along there. Now, we've done some detailed geophysics uh, to fine-tune where we think the most prospective areas are along this trend. 
Um, so we're drilling features that give localized geophysical signatures that are typical of alteration in fluid activity. And these are uh, features that are important for hosting uh, high-grade uranium deposits. So we have all those elements, big structural plane, plus the localized uh, nuances that, you know, have the signatures of where deposits could be. How deep will Fission 3.0 be drilling? Well, this is a, a new area. Um, we've not drilled in this area. There's no uh, holes uh, really nearby, you know, a few kilometers away. So um, it's virgin territory for us. But we'll probably be testing uh, about 400 to 600 meters um, depth in these holes. We expect to hit the unconformity at around 400 to 550 meters depth. And I'll just uh, briefly explain this unconformity. It's the interface between the, the overlying Athabasca sandstone and the underlying basement rocks. And uh, a number of deposits in the Athabasca basin are located right at that interface. So that's what we're targeting at depth. And as I said, we you know, expect on this property to hit it somewhere between 400 to 550 meters depth. How long will the drill program last, and when should we expect results? Well, we think the program should take anywhere between two to three weeks. Um, you know, we'll be uh, releasing drill results soon after the drilling is complete. Um, we do test for radioactivity, uh, which we can measure right away as we drill. So, you know, we can send a uh, probe down at the end of the hole, plus we have hand instruments that that measure radioactivity. So if there's mineralization there, we'll know it right away. Um, but we also test for geochemistry. In other words, we systematically sample uh, the sandstone and the basement rock for geochemistry because they, uh, if there's no uh, mineralization directly near the hole, the, the geochemistry plume may help us vector into where a deposit might be hiding. So we'll see anomalous uh, uh, chemistry and uranium, cobalt, moly, uh, these sort of things that, and boron that, that help us figure out where the deposit may be. So both radioactivity and geochemistry. Looking at expenditures, how much capital will be allocated to this drill program? Well, the Tree Bay drill program uh, is budgeted at half a million dollars, and that's Canadian. So. Um, half a million, and uh, as I said, about two to three weeks to, to do the program. And will Fission 3.0 revisit the Cree Bay property again this year? Um, well, we'll see. You know what? This is our first pass of drilling on the property, and you know, we've just started uh, the first hole. So, you know, we, if, if the results come back, uh, you know, if we find mineralization, we'll absolutely be there. Uh, testing follow-up, and if it's anomalous or exciting, if it, if it has the right signatures that tell us that this is a project um, that we want to focus on, we'll absolutely be back there. So, you know, I think you can expect to see multiple drill programs uh, on this project over the course of the near future. Ross, we focused our discussion today on the Cree Bay property. Can you share if there's any work being conducted on the remaining 18 projects in the Fission 3.0 property bank? Sure. Well, we'll be doing some, some work on our Hardy Bay property, and that's in the Beaver Lodge Uranium City area. So it's north of the basin, 
more on the western side of the of the basin. And Beaver Lodge, Uranium City, is where uranium mining first uh, kicked off in Saskatchewan. That's where the first mines were developed. In fact, in that area, there was about 52 operating mines back in the 1950s and 1960s. And uh, so we've got some key properties right in that area with known mineralization. Uh, Hardy Bay is one of them. Um, on Hardy Bay, we'll, we'll be uh, doing a, a late bottom radiometric survey later this summer. That's something where we can detect radioactivity on the lake bottom. That gives us a great tool. Um, it's something that we developed and, and used at the PLS project, to, you know, to look for mineralization below the water surface. Uh, why that's important? Because lake coverage is about 40% of the, the land area up in in northern Canada. So, you know, if you don't have a tool like that, you're excluding almost half of the uh, the area that you could be prospecting. So for us, it, it allows us to prospect both uh, on ground in the traditional ways, but also underneath lakes. So that's something we'll be doing up at Hardy Lake. And I think you, um, you know, we'll be back into the PLS area down in the southwest side of the basin near our uh, Fission Uranium's PLS project and NextGen's Arrow, uh, you know, certainly the home of, of some very exciting large high-grade uranium deposits that are, uh, you know, recently been discovered and, and delineated. So we'll be uh, uh, working projects later this summer. We hope to be drilling on our PLN project and um, also do some more work at the Wales Lake. So that's those properties surround both to the north into the south of Fission Uranium's PLS project. Busy summer for Fission 3.0. Mr. McElroy, uh, when we discuss the Fission 3.0 property bank, I think sometimes speculators forget the property bank extends down to Peru. Let's visit Peru and share the potential that is before us there. Sure. Well, you know, the, uh, the Makisani project, which is in southern Peru, was the first project to actually be part of the, the Fission portfolio. So we've had it since about the mid-90s. Um, the the Makisani Plateau, the, the geologic feature, is, is uh, not only famous for the numerous near-surface uranium deposits, but now high-grade lithium has been discovered and drilled up in that area. So um, we have brought in a partner that will option into our Makisani project by spending several million dollars over the next few years and primarily looking for lithium um, on that project. So it has both uranium potential and high-grade lithium um, so our work is in the planning stages at this point, but it's it's truly a, a you know a, a pretty interesting part of the world. Um, so let's say not only uh, does it have the potential for near surface uranium deposits, but the high grade lithium is a real sweetener in, in the area. So we want to be busy down there as well. Switching gears, let's get into some numbers. Please update us on the Fission 3.0 capital structure. Sure. Well, we've got a, uh, a market cap of about um, $16.3 million. Um, that's back in, in February. Uh, the cash in the, in the bank, we're actually about five, $5.5 million right now in the Treasury. We uh, trade about 240,000 shares a day, 142 million shares outstanding. 
fully diluted, we're 227 million. So uh, I think the important thing that that people want to take away from that is that uh, Fission Three has a significant amount of capital in the treasury, and that allows us to to do what we do best, which is to explore on our properties and uh, hopefully make discoveries. Multi-layered question: What is the next unanswered question for Fission Three Point when can we expect a response and what determines success? Well, I think people appreciate the team and the management that has uh, delivered spectacular results in the past. You know, we've had discovery, we've been able to grow deposits and, uh, and develop strategic business arrangements uh, through direct sales of our projects or bringing in strategic partners to help invest in on these um so you know people invest in us uh so because with the belief that we'll repeat this process um as i mentioned earlier we're very well financed and we have the the properties and the team to be successful so success for me uh is making discoveries sir what keeps you up at night that we don't know about well i would say the uranium sector as a whole is probably um the thing that we, uh, you know, keeps us up at night the most. Um, none of us have been particularly very good about predicting the near-term health of the sector. Uh, the price of the commodity is presently low. It has been climbing, but it's low. And But I think more importantly is we know that the demand is strong and growing. Um, there's more reactors operating now and being built than there has been at any time in history. Certainly, um, you know, Fukushima was a major event several years ago, but uh, we're well beyond that, and there's more uh, build-outs happening now than at any other time. So we're confident in the successful rebound in the sector, and uh, we believe it'll be sooner rather than later. But that's probably the the biggest concern, you know, that, that we have, and it's something that's really out of our control. Ross, last question. What did I forget to ask? Well, um, I think that, uh, I don't know about questions, but maybe the last statement I would make here is that I think investors need to have faith in the nuclear sector. As Rick Rule has publicly said, that the highest returns he's made in the invest, investing uh, in the natural resource sector has been his investments in, in uranium companies during the last cycle boom of uh, 2004 to 2008. So I think the, the note to uh, investors and potential investors is that you need to be positioned in your favorite companies before the turn in the sector. Often we you know, recognize that the spectacular gains to share prices happen very quickly and without warning. So you know, we're excited about the future of the uranium sector. It's had a, uh, an interesting past, and um, I think with the, the global demand and growth, it's really time to look at, uh, at your position in, in uranium stocks. True words of wisdom. Mr. McElroy, if someone listening wants to get more information about Fission 3.0, please share the website address. Sure. It is www.fission3corp.com. For direct inquiries, please email ir at fission3corp.com or you may call 778 484-8030. That number again is 
8030. Fission 3.0 trades on the TSXV symbol FUU and on the OTC symbol FISOF. For audience, we have been proud shareholders of Fission 3.0 over three years. And last but not least, please visit provenandprobable.com for mining insights and bullion sales. Ross McElroy of Fission 3.0, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.